So welcome, Francisco, to the Anger Company podcast. Uh, thank you for doing this, by the way. No problem. Um, Francisco, I wanted to interview you because I feel like you have a really good uh, inspirational story that I think <laughs> that I think the world needs to hear. Um, but just a little bit about how we know each other. We actually went to high school together, um, Marion Catholic High School, Chicago Heights, um, almost 10 years ago. Which is getting old. Yeah, we are getting, <laughs> we are getting very, very old. But uh, you know, since then, I know that you were very uh, ambitious and, and clear-headed. So uh, to see where you are now um, is just phenomenal. Um, so before we get into the uh, big questions, Francisco, uh, if you could just sort of tell the audience what you're doing now and uh, and how you how you got here. What, what's your backstory? Uh, if we can go back that far. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we can't. Nobody ever asked that far, so that's, that's interesting for me. Um, so currently, I'm a data scientist um, at the Commonwealth Bank of Australia, where we're um, trying to essentially um, develop credit lending in um, emerging markets. So places okay. like uh, Sub-Saharan South Africa, mm -hmm. um, Indonesia, China, parts of India, uh, and so on. Uh, so it's pretty interesting in that, you know, data science is which is obsessed with, with data and analytics and empiricism, mm -hmm. um, it isn't so clear-cut in, in those regions because that doesn't exist. Right. So our team, uh, which is brand new, I was the first to join, mm -hmm. um, mission is, is to make that happen. Okay. Uh, and so there have been a lot of challenges with that yeah. the last year. Um, but, you know, with great challenges come great reward, rewards, right? right? Uh, mm -hmm. And so that's been the really fun part is you know, seeing things come to fruition. And mm -hmm. we're making things happen, you know. Um, we'll be launching a full blank um, this coming uh, January. So oh, it's, wow. it's pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and being on the strategy side, think about product development as right. well as, you know, analytics is, is mm -hmm. interesting. So, you know, that, that's what I do professionally. I'm also mm -hmm. a part-time student at Columbia doing my second master's in, yes. in data science, which uh, is essentially a statistics and computer science. Most of my coursework has been in um, computer science, um, because you know my first master's in economics and statistics, mm -hmm. so it'd be redundant. So, sure. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a bit of a nerd in that sense. It's okay. um, you know, yeah, we, we met ten years ago yes. back in back in high school, and yeah. it, high school was a strange time for me um, mm -hmm. for many many reasons. You know, when I, I'm sure you remember, I was <laughs> kicked out my my senior year. <laughs> Um, I was I was a kind of a rough kid uh, mm -hmm. around the edges at least. You mm -hmm. know, I think I came from from the South Side of Chicago, um, and not the greatest area. You know, we used mm -hmm. to we, we grew up in the city, mm -hmm. uh, and then we're in like the southeast side, practically Gary, yep. if you know where that is. Mm -hmm. And you know, my parents aren't very well educated, but God bless them, they, they did mm -hmm. the best they did the best they could for us. Mm -hmm. And I grew up in a rougher neighborhood, and you know, I think that that caused a lot of. Uh, psychological consequences. Okay. Right? So mm -hmm. I think growing up I felt very isolated. I felt like I didn't belong. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it made for not the, the most stable child at the time. And so I think I was always lashing out against authority, against myself, against <laughs> my parents. Um, yeah. And then, you know, after getting kicked out of grade school and then almost kicking out of high school, um, you know, I got my act together mm -hmm. um, when I got arrested in high school. Okay. And... You know, I remember it essentially threw me in a psychiatric ward. Oh, wow. It got so bad. Mm -hmm. And I, I met a young woman there mm -hmm. that was addicted to heroin. Oh, wow. Um, 
And you know, I think I was a good kid. At heart, I was a good kid, but mm-hmm. I was just very misguided. I'd been through so much junk that I couldn't <laughs> see past it, right? Yeah. yeah. And I remember speaking with her mm-hmm. for about an hour. We had a pretty long conversation. Mm-hmm. And at one point, you know, she tells me, thank you. Because of you, I'm not going to drugs again. And, and you know, I'll never forget that. Mm-hmm. And then you know, maybe maybe she did, maybe she didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't know. I never followed up with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but but that that very fact that I could actually impact someone, that I could mm-hmm. in some way do good to someone, uh, really changed me. Wow. Um, you know, I was doing terrible in school. I was I was <laughs> stoned all the time. So I was drunk. Um, you know. And and then after that happened, I stopped. Wow. Just everything. Just like that. Yeah. Um, and then so I started, you know, I was, I was working my way through high school as well, you know, kind of helping out my family, because mm-hmm. um, my mother lost her job, unfortunately, mm-hmm. when we were, when I was 16, mm-hmm. and so, you know, I kind of helped chip in, mm-hmm. and it, it, you know, I, I just changed, I just changed so much, I, you know, I started working a ton uh, at school. Okay. As well as work regular, you mm-hmm. know, I worked about thirty-five hours a week, sometimes more, mm-hmm. um, just at, at Jewel Osco, you yeah. know, pushing cards, mm-hmm. and then um, you know started studying really hard in school. Mm-hmm. I did a lot better, yeah. um, and then it came the summer, and I realized that, like, you know, I was fortunate enough to get accepted to a college yeah. um, that was, you know, not the best college in the world. <laughs> but it was one that accepted me. So yeah, God bless <laughs> and you know. I just realized that maybe I could do something. Maybe okay. I didn't have to be a, a piece of shit. <laughs> um, and maybe, and you know, people that don't go to college and, and, and that don't make um, a lot of money or anything, they're not bad people. Right. But for some reason, my, in my head at that time, I thought, hey, look, if I do those things, um, that'll be good. Okay. Uh, maybe that's how I can prove worth. And um, so that's what I pursued. And then I graduated college while working full-time mm-hmm. uh, a semester early and then I went to graduate school where I mm-hmm. finished graduate school a year early mm-hmm. um, you know I didn't sleep through any of that five, yeah, of four course. and a half years <laughs> of course um, mm-hmm. and I was broke but and there were some hard times there were some really hard times when like you know, things would go bad and I was the only one that I could I could only rely on myself financially and that was scary but mm-hmm. you know, I managed to, to get through it and then you know Luck would have it when I, I got my first job offer after applying for 110 jobs. Whoa. Doing something to the likes of 40 phone screens, 10 oh in-person interviews. Yeah. I got two job offers. Wow. One in Chicago, one in New York. Mm-hmm. And I'd never been to New York. Oh, really? Yeah, I'd never been to New York before my um, job interview. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I remember I walked out onto Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. And I already had an offer from that company in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I sit in the park and I see the Empire State Building and I say, like, wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I never been to New York. Yeah. And I did. I took the job. Um, and and they, economically, they were about the same. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't a ton of money at my first job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but it was reasonably right. good. You know, yeah. I was starting, starting out right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then I got... Lucky I got pulled into a company, into to AIG, and I worked with their mm-hmm. team of data scientists, which yeah. was a much more elite team than I think I was qualified for, but for some reason, <laughs> they, they accepted me. Yeah. And, and that very decision really, really made my career mm-hmm. take off quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, you know, I get reached out to a ton by different firms. Yeah. Who knows how long that'll last? <laughs> now it'll be nice. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I'll never forget it. It was one guy in particular who took interest in me, and, and he kind of really set the set the groundwork for for my career. Um, oh, wow. This Jim Hafton, he's 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 absolutely wonderful. He's chief data scientist at another company somewhere else. And, uh -huh. You know, he he just took interest in me. If not for him, for him, things could be very different. Like, you know, he wrote uh -huh. me. A letter recommendation from Columbia. He, mm -hmm. you know, kind of nurtured me and, and helped me become much better at what I do now mm -hmm. and how I present, mm -hmm. um, and just gave me so much guidance. Mm -hmm. um, and then I moved here to, to Commonwealth Bank, mm -hmm. where actually, so you know, I actually had the option to work again for Hafton at yeah. the company, mm -hmm. and I turned him down so I could work here because I really cared about the mission we have here at Commonwealth Bank. Right. Um, you know, in in it's been a crazy, crazy journey. It's been crazy, you know, 26 years, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, it, it's weird thinking about, you know, where I was even, was it, six years ago. Wow. Six years ago, I was, I was delivering a pizza to somebody <laughs> at 5 o'clock in the morning on a Friday. Wow. And, you know, it, sometimes it is, like, really, really surreal. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's scary in a way because you mm -hmm. just think that like you don't deserve it and you think it's like oh shit they can fire me any time yeah. maybe they maybe they will <laughs> right but mm -hmm. but it's been a cool experience right so yeah I'll always be thankful for that and and Francisco it's one thing that um, I think you and I both have in common is that we really love New York City and I think it's changed us uh, dramatically uh, so what is the I guess, what's, what's the life lesson you've learned uh, in New York City that you don't think you can learn anywhere else? Jesus. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's almost corny, but everybody thinks they're the center of the universe. It everybody is. thinks their work is important. Yep. Uh, and it's not. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I work very hard, mm -hmm. relentlessly at everything I do. Yep. Um, whether it's you know going to the gym, spending time with my girlfriend, mm -hmm. um, my work at uh, at my office, mm -hmm. you know when I work at home or, or my schoolwork, mm -hmm. or potentially you know starting side projects, I, I give it a hundred ten percent, and I am very well aware of the fact that none of it matters. Mm -hmm. um, but I think. What you find out about New York is that most people think everything matters. Yep. And, and some people forget that it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And I think the check that, that brought me to that conclusion was um, when my little brother died. Yeah. Um, you know, because I had all these career goals and career ambitions, and I realized after I lost him, it's like, you know, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. you, know, you, you do all these things, and, and they're super important, but... Mm -hmm. Fundamentally, we're all hamsters spinning a goddamn hamster wheel. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't say that in a morbid way. I say yeah. that in this way that's liberating. Yeah. Because when you accept that, you know, mm -hmm. you're not burdened by this, by this distress when something goes wrong. Yeah. Because stuff is gonna go wrong. Yep. You know, stuff goes wrong for me all the time. Mm -hmm. I fail a lot more than I succeed. <laughs> yep. And then that's a good thing, mm -hmm. um, because if you're not failing, then you're not trying. Yeah. Um, but you know, sometimes failing is discouraging. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you keep in mind the fact that, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's only a, a test or only a job or only a mm -hmm. presentation or only a meeting, then, mm -hmm. then you'll be a lot more happy yep. later on. And that's mm -hmm. the stuff that matters. Yeah. 
you know, um, spending time with your family, your mm-hmm. friends, the people you care about. That's the stuff that's, that's mission critical. Right, right. And, and Francisco, um, how did you overcome um, the loss of your little brother? And for little brother, we mean it's an organization, uh, big brother, uh, big sister in New York City. And you were uh, a big brother for three years? Yes, yeah, so I was a big brother yeah. for uh, just about three years. Mm-hmm. Erica and I met back when I first moved here. The yeah. first thing I did was reach out to a bunch of different mm-hmm. um Organization because I like volunteering, uh, mm-hmm. and so I wanted to volunteer for um, whatever I could. Yeah. Two things came up in particular. One, um, teaching GED classes, and my father does GED, and mm-hmm. so I thought I'd pay it forward, I guess, mm-hmm. um, and do the same. And, you know, become a big brother of New York City. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we were together for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was 11 years old when he passed away. Yeah. Everyone was hit by a car. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, with you, I didn't overcome it. Mm-hmm. I'm still not over it. It's, yeah. it's still something that, you know, actually just this weekend I, I was weeping about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I never cried. And, you know, I wasn't really a crier for the last 10 years since I've been an adult. Mm-hmm. But um, if I think about it long enough, I'll cry, mm-hmm. surely. And, and if I think about it too long, I'll weep yeah. in, in a corner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, I, I, I haven't gotten yeah. And I don't think I ever will. Yeah. I think I've, I've learned to keep my composure, mm-hmm. but I have so many emotions of distress and mm-hmm. pain that right. I would never be able to, to get past them or even explain them to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Francisco, um, just going off of... Um, it sounded like you always had a vision for yourself in some way, you know, after you sort of hit that breakthrough. Um how do you go about uh, maintaining uh, goals for yourself? You know, even when you put things in perspective, how do you not get uh, complacent and still stay on your mission? Yeah, I, that's a good. That's a really good question. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, and and so I, I mentioned the hamster cage thing. Yeah. Because it's something. It's funny. It's something I used to really believe in. It's just like yeah. I always used to tell the story. It's like, hey, look. I, fundamentally, we're all hamsters, right? Yeah. We all <laughs> spin our little hamster wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and for no reason. We spin it. Some of us spin it really hard, some of us spin it really slow. Mm-hmm. Um, and me personally, mm-hmm. I get a lot of happiness from just spinning it really fast. Yeah. Even if I know I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. I just like working hard just for the sake of spinning it. Right? Mm-hmm. Because isn't that something interesting? Mm-hmm. To enjoy hard work for the sake of hard work. Yep. So I think my motivation comes from just that. Mm-hmm. I like you know, growing up, my father was telling me, no matter what you do, just try to be the best. You mm-hmm. know, you don't have to be, it's not about being better than other people. That's that's a different mm-hmm. epistemology, right? It's a mm-hmm. belief system. Mm-hmm. If it's about doing the best that you can do, mm-hmm. right? Just give it your all. Mm-hmm. And if you fail, that happens. Right. That's life. That's but true. you try. You mm-hmm. try every day. Mm-hmm. And and that's kind of how I, how I keep it up. You mm-hmm. know, I just keep saying, no, I can do better because mm-hmm. I simply want to. Right. And I think that's sort of, philosophy helps you prevent against, you know, bad stuff and, and not being able to accept it when you fail. Okay. Okay. And, um, Francisco, I know, um, you know, obviously been knowing you for a while and, um, one thing that I really admire about you and I think something that we both have in common is that we love education and we love, um, you know, sort of just uh, diving into our, our art, 
so to speak, as much as we can. And and my my passion came, you know, by happenstance. I didn't know that I was going to like, you know, what my career. You know, I knew I was going to be in consulting, but I didn't know that I was going to like the section of um, of the consulting that I work in. Um, but where did you always know that you wanted to be a data scientist or uh, sort of work in in the current field that you're in now? God no, <laughs> um, I, I did stumble into it. I started mm-hmm. off in econ. My undergraduate was in economics, mm-hmm. uh, and then you know I really liked harder classes and so mm-hmm. my senior year I took a or my last semester rather I took a, a master's level econometrics course which mm-hmm. is like you know heavy math stat mm-hmm. and I realized like oh this is cool let me do more of this yeah. and when I was in graduate school I did nothing but mm-hmm. doctoral courses in econometrics because I had the opportunity to and so yeah. I was like yeah let me do this <laughs> and that was brutal it, I got it so hard <laughs> I, I didn't sleep for months and <laughs> You know, I remember one night I woke up in a panic reciting X transpose X inverse X transpose Y, right? <laughs> it's like just random math. Yeah. And, you know, and then, then I got into the field because I was like, oh, look, I like mm-hmm. statistics and, and, and quant stuff. Let mm-hmm. me pick a job that's similar to that. And then it worked out. Mm-hmm. And I kept doing that. And then, you know, one of my old colleagues was actually a professor at Columbia at the time okay. when, I was, when I learned about the program. He said, hey, you should consider pursuing this. Mm-hmm. And so I did. Okay. Uh, and that was what um, motivated me to go to my second master's. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, while I've been in, in, at Columbia, I've spent most of my time in taking coursework on artificial intelligence and machine learning, um, which is essentially econometrics, but on steroids. <laughs> um, and it's been really fun. Mm-hmm. I really like it. So, you know, I've, it, it's more of this greedy algorithm where at every step I say, do what makes me happiest mm-hmm. um, right now. Right, and mm-hmm. saying like, hopefully that works out in the future. Yeah, <laughs> and so yeah. far it has. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I would love to do a PhD. Uh, you know, given given what I know about people who are PhDs and very successful academics, I don't know if I have the. <laughs> yeah, they're wired the, a little different. Uh, well, it's just I don't know if I, I have it, what it takes, but mm-hmm. I, I would love to do a PhD and become a professor. But mm-hmm. you know, I think um, right now it's not not yeah. what I'm looking. Yeah. Not your immediate future. <laughs> yeah, not in the immediate future. Uh, Francisco, for the last question, um, a lot of people listening to this podcast, no matter what age, um, they're struggling um, with with how to be themselves. You know, we live in a, a society where everyone is sort of um, depicting themselves to be um, flawless. You know, yeah. and and it's really really hard to be yourself. So, for the people listening, what is your greatest advice to sort of liberating yourself from all the insecurities and worries and burden? of trying to keep up with this, you know, perfect image that some people portray. No, that's that's a wonderful question. God, (laughs) Um, no, that's really good thought. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I'm a pretty transparent person about myself in the sense that, you know, I know my weaknesses and my strengths Mm -hmm. and I never tell someone I don't have weaknesses because I do, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and I think, our society and the way that we absorb media and absorb the way we absorb content, we have these depictions of archetypes in, in, in the media that like they're just perfect, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and whether it's aesthetically or intellectually or some other way, they're mm-hmm. just perfect, right? Mm-hmm. You know, these gods of some sort. <laughs> and that's not real. Yeah. That's not what it's like. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has their own crap, you know? Yeah. Prince Harry has his own <laughs> problems just in the same way I have my own problems. Right? He's bald. That sucks. Right? Like that's... You know, everybody has problems. And yeah. I think that, you know, the way that, that we look at Instagram, we look at Facebook, and mm-hmm. we look at Twitter and all these things, we just... 
we ignore all the bad stuff. We only focus on the good. We mm -hmm. have this image, this projection of what life is. Mm -hmm. It's misleading. Mm -hmm. And so trying to portray yourself like that is just going to lead to unhappiness in life. Mm -hmm. So me personally, I just say, hey, look, sometimes I'm good at things. Sometimes I'm really sucky at things. In fact, most of the time I'm really sucky at things. Mm -hmm. And that's okay because not everybody's good at everything and, right. and then that's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, you just got to accept that and be content with who you are, what you have, and you'll strive for better, try to learn more and be a more well-rounded and better person. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be wrong sometimes. It's yeah. okay to not know something. It's okay mm -hmm. to, to be fallible. We're yeah. human. By definition, yeah. we're fallible. Right. And... I think it's, yeah, for, for one's own happiness, mm -hmm. one should simply admit that one is going to make mistakes. Yeah. That's, mm -hmm. that's the most important thing. I think if you accept that and don't beat yourself up too bad when mm -hmm. bad things happen, mm -hmm. you'll be all right. Yeah. I mean, push yourself, but yeah. not too much. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Francisco. If people want to contact you regarding uh, data science, and uh, where, where should they locate you? Uh, you, you, I have a website if they can reach really? out. You Google my name, I'll be the first in to come. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Francisco. Really appreciate it. And I know your story is going to inspire a lot of people. And, oh, uh, well. <laughs> just well, me personally. I've seen, uh, I've seen your growth and I've seen, you know, the work that you're putting in. So just congratulations and, and keep it going. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. And likewise for you. Thank you've you, done sir. wonderful work here. <laughs> Thanks a lot.